everyone, welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast. And this podcast, gotta get right into it. Um, we're gonna start with Chadwick Boseman, who has passed away tragically. And I don't know how how long this is gonna go or anything like that, but um, I just felt like, like thinking back about it, Chadwick Boseman is probably a hero in every sense of the word, right? And yes, he was a hero on TV. He was an on-screen literal superhero with Black Panther and also hero with other roles like playing Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, right? But like when you have representation in a way where it's sort of like consistent and quality and, you know, coming from a place of not only talent, but like goodness in your heart and good intentions and all that, it really does, you know, shift something, right? And I haven't seen this recently, but I know there are some people out there that would be like, why do you consider athletes heroes? Why do you consider, you know, movie stars heroes, right? And I think that the answer to that is someone like, Chadwick Boseman, right? Even if you haven't seen every Chadwick Boseman uh, movie, everything Chadwick Boseman has been in, right? There's a high chance that you've seen uh, Black Panther, right? And I think Black Panther, right, was something that sort of galvanized a lot of black kids. And as someone who is somewhat of a black kid, I mean, I guess I'm a black adult now, but um, like seeing like young kids like idolize Black Panther, right? Because I had black superheroes growing up. My superheroes were Green Lantern, who I learned later on was not always black, um, Static Shock, um, and Frozone, and um, Hancock, played by Will Smith, right? Those those were like the black superheroes. And I guess Cyborg from, from Teen Titans, right? And I'm not taking away from those superheroes because I think that they are important and they are cool and they have nice powers and all that, right? But Black Panther was an opportunity and something that was executed well to put a black superhero, a black powerful superhero on screen in a movie full of black people from beginning to end. Just a movie chock full of black people, a movie set in Africa for a large portion. And when it's not set in Africa, it's set in Oakland, California, like pre, you know, sort of gentrification. And you get just a purely black movie, right? Even if it's run by Marvel or whatever, you really got a black director, a black cast, and you got it, you know, quality packaging for for the kids and for the, the adults. And I remember Black Panther, right? Um, the kids love it. Like, the kids get a superhero, like, on the big screen that they can, you know, idolize, that they can look up to, that they can imitate, right? Like, sort of like Superman and Batman, right? It's representation in that way, right? And, but it's also, like, for the adults, I feel like, right? The The older generation who maybe didn't have... 
Black Panther maybe didn't realize Black Panther was even a thing, right? But those people were energized by Black Panther and by Chadwick Boseman as well. I know my dad, who was in his 50s, right, going to see Black Panther, right? That was a huge deal. My dad saw Black Panther like three times, right? I know like the older generations like were so moved and so energized by something like Black Panther. And yes, he's done things before Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman did, right? But in the grand scheme of things, I think it's all adding together with Black Panther being sort of the the vehicle that really drove it the furthest, right? Um, but I feel like when you have someone like Chadwick Boseman, who for by all accounts from what I've seen is someone who was a good person inside and out and fought for the causes that, you know, needed fighting for and was always like genuinely nice and genuinely um, caring for people, right? And someone who, in addition, was like a really cool person, like he was like a cool, like fashionable, like smooth person, right? All of that combined, and I'm, like, as I'm reading and as I'm learning, that, you know, he, Chadwick Boseman fought to get an African accent on Black Panther, right, for, you know, what he felt was proper representation, right? Learning that he, you know, was a great sort of philanthropist and was helping young, like, sick, hospitalized children, right? Like, learning more about him, like, this is, like, a, a hero, right? This is someone to look up to. And I think some people might think it's dumb to think that an actor is a hero, but Chadwick Boseman, I definitely think, is someone who is a hero, someone who is already legendary. I think Chadwick was legendary before, you know, a few days ago. I think he was already legendary. I think his resume had spoken for itself. It was an elite resume like acting wise i think he was already a legend right but as chadwick was someone who and i keep calling him chadwick like we're on a first name basis but chadwick boseman um as you know he seemed to be more of a private person he was not as forward facing as maybe some other celebrities are right but he was always someone who seemed to be trying to do the right thing right and by in efforts to trying to do the right thing is like bringing these you know black icons on the screen and i know i actually don't know if this was confirmed but i remember um people saying that chadwick boseman was going to play a black samurai like the first black samurai in japan i think he was preparing for a role like that and it just seems like he was like yes i am going to play as many legends as i can i'm going to bring justice to as many legends as i can i'm going to let people see right as many icons and as many heroes as i can right and i think that's something that's really admirable it's a way to you know use uh your gift right like not everyone who is talented at whatever is going to use it in that way, right? And Chadwick Boseman did, you know? And I think it's something that not only was it unexpected, I think the a lot of the waves came because, oh no, this is unexpected, but also this is someone who was really like 
I, an iconic, like, almost larger than life, but also being the same size as life at the same time. Like, he seemed like someone you could talk to, someone you could be friends with, but at the same time, that's Black Panther, that's Thurgood Marshall, that's uh, the first black samurai in Japan. At the same time, he was, like, larger than life, but also the same size as life, which I think is something that's pretty rare, right? And that's something that, you know, I don't know, can be replicated. I don't think Chadwick Boseman can be replicated, right? I don't think that you can recast Black Panther. I don't think you can do that at this time, right? You, like, that role, I think, is is done, right? That's something that's like, retire the number, right? That's something that I don't think the magic can be can be captured again, right? But it's just something that is it's incredibly sad, right? Not only because, like, this hero is gone, like, soon, right? It's something that you didn't expect, and it's something that, like, someone so young, he was 43, that's hardly any age at all, right? That's something that is like, oh, man, right? This happened, right? This, like, I'm, like, he was able to give as much as he could give, right? And we're thankful for it, but also, you know, he was, like, incredibly sick, and he, you know, was fighting through that, right? And, you know, I don't know how to how to properly articulate this, right? Because, like, he seemed to have kept the, the sickness sort of on the on the down low. He didn't want people to, to know so much that he was sick, right? And he was able to generate so much, right, with a body that was not doing him justice, right? He was able to be Black Panther, be in that sort of action role and be in a bunch of Marvel movies with a bunch of fight scenes and action-y scenes, right, with a body that was, you know, uh, like not performing at top capacity or what, you know, maybe average capacity for someone of his age, right? It wasn't that. It wasn't operating on that level. And he knew that. I don't know how many people around him knew that, right? But he was able to do that. And all of this stuff is adding up to me. Like, there's one word to describe it, and it's hero, right? There's only one way to to go about this, right? And I remember, right, before I ever saw 42, the Jackie Robinson movie, I know one of my friends uh from college he um his family had like this restaurant and Chadwick Boseman would like eat at the restaurant like before Chadwick Boseman was the person that we knew right and that we know right he was like eating at a restaurant he was like such a from from stories I've heard like a nice guy like someone who would come in like support local places and just be you know a nice good like positive sunshiny person right and that's like oh like when he became Jackie Robinson it was like oh that's the guy that my my friend he my friend knew him he went to my friend's restaurant that his family owns right and then I've I've never for forgotten that and it's like you know it's something where it's like how do I explain this it's something where you know that this is a good person. You know that this is a nice person and you are so happy for their success. Even though it wasn't my restaurant, I never met him, right? I just knew, right, 
by some type of transitive property, right, that this guy was a nice person. Like, I was, like, by happenstance, knew someone who has met Chadwick Boseman, and I'm like, oh, like, I'm I'm rooting for this guy's success, right? I'm, I want him to succeed, and he did succeed. He succeeded with the young generation, with my generation, with the older generations older than me, and I think that we're all going to celebrate him and we're going to continue to celebrate him um, with any movies that are playing or that maybe we have on DVD or on Netflix or anything like that, right? It's like, oh, like Chadwick Boseman, legend. Let's put on the, the Chadwick Boseman movie. Like, oh, Chadwick Boseman's in this, right? We're going to put on for for Chadwick because Chadwick put on so much for as so many people right i think that's the least that we can do right is like whenever chadwick is on the screen we you spend some time with chadwick boseman i think that that's something that will continue to happen i think you know wakanda forever has been the slogan but chadwick boseman forever i think that chadwick boseman can last as long as wakanda I I think that that is something that, you know, I think it's well-deserved. I think Chadwick Boseman forever, I think that it's well-deserved, right? And I think how, like, people, like, processing it and being super sad, right? And I think this is one place where it's, like, a lot of times, sometimes people on, like, Twitter or whatever, they complain, like, oh, you didn't know this celebrity. Like, why are you sad? Like, saying dumb stuff like that. And I didn't really see that. I think the impact that Chadwick Boseman had was like, oh, like, yeah, we this is something like completely out of the blue. Like, we all need time to to process this thing, right? And people process it in different ways, right? And I think for me, usually, like, the process that I have is to sort of stay away from the internet like when thing when bad news happens i sort of like i don't look i just pretend that i don't see and i don't think that that's the best approach to do right i don't think it's the best approach to just pretend that i don't see but i also am not sure if it's always the best approach to look at things that are gonna make you sad or angry I don't think that's something that is necessarily healthy either. I don't know what the right approach is, right? But a lot of times I'm like, okay, like, I see this bad headline. I'm not going to look and I'm going to just close my eyes and I'm going to play Pokemon and I'll come back later, right? But as I'm getting older and I think like maybe processing might be a little bit different and I don't I don't know exactly. I'm not an expert on these things. I'm just felt like talking about it, right? But with these sort of events and these things, it's like, you know, talking about it is fine. Maybe talking about it is the way to to process these things. Maybe it's like, you know, actually going into it and in maybe reading about it or understanding it on a more deep level because a lot of times like bad news happens and I only understand it on a surface level because I remove myself from the situation and I don't know I don't know if that's the right way to do it right 
I don't know if that's the right way for me as a person. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, right? But I am feel like with where I'm at now, right, I can read more into it. I can I can take more information without, like, just removing myself away from it, right? And, like, with this guy, I didn't remove myself as much as I usually do, right? And I was like, oh, like, I really got this well-rounded idea, right? I got this, or more well-rounded, I should say. Like, I'm, I'm, again, I didn't know Chadwick Boseman personally. So, a more well-rounded idea, and that's when I was like, oh, like, in quite literally every sense, right, Chadwick Boseman is a hero. He is an icon. He is someone to be looked up to and revered and celebrated, right? Which I sort of already knew, but now I have like this like level of understanding that I probably wouldn't have had, right? I wouldn't have appreciated Chadwick Boseman as a person as much, right? I I mean, again, I appreciate Chadwick Boseman immensely and I already considered him a legend, but now it's like, okay, like, this is something, like, very, very sad and tragic that happened. Let me process it. Let me understand it. And let me come on the other side of this and have this mindset that hopefully is better than this sort of surface level. I pretend I don't see, like, curl up in a ball and roll away type of situation that I've usually been on. And I'm still still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about what my best approach is to all these things, right? Um, But Chadwick Boseman and all these things, um, it led to something that I am fairly certain is not the right way to go about it. And that is Sean King. If you don't know Sean King, he's an activist and internet personality, right? Um, uh, Black Lives Matter, like prominent social justice advocate um, on the internet. And what Sean King did, which is something that you should not do, is he used Chadwick Boseman to promote his own book and like sell copies of his own book. And that was the one thing I felt was like incredibly tacky and incredibly sort of like shallow and not well thought out and something that is no really just like irresponsible and mean at the end of the day right and you know Sean King he's been in the news for a while for being like kind of like a fraud instead of Sean King it's more fraud king if you get what i'm saying and the fraud is not like the the social justice act part of it right it's not the social justice that's the fraud it's that he raises money and sort of seemingly doesn't use it for what the money is supposed to be raised for, right? He'll gather all this money and then nobody knows where the money goes, right? Um, So in this case, when Sean King is like selling his book, like a book that he wrote or whatever, right? I didn't even know he had a book, but I guess he did have a book. Um, He's selling this book that he wrote and then 
people are like, oh, well, Sean King has been a scammer, right? Sean King has always done this. And now he's using Chadwick Boseman in a really, really awful, disgusting way in something that is just poorly thought out and insensitive, right? And then I got into the Sean King rabbit hole once again. And I've been in the Sean King rabbit hole before, right? I've learned about some things that Sean King has done that may have been a bit fraudulent, right? And I want to say as I transition into this other topic, right? I don't blame you if you like Sean King, right? I... I completely understand why people like Sean King because Sean King um, is advertising justice and he's advertising like reform and a better world and understanding, you know, how we can engage with people in a different manner, right? I understand that people find that appealing and they think that they align in the same way as Sean King, right? I've never followed Sean King on any platform, partly for what I just talked about. Whereas like Sean King would always share tragedy. He would always share sad stuff. And I didn't want to be bombarded with sadness. I really don't think that as people, we're conditioned to be bombarded with constant negativity and sadness. We're not built for tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. Unfortunately, the year 2020 in America is a year of unrelenting tragedy. So it's just not all around, like not the best place to be in. And I don't think that following Sean King or people like that, you can still look at their tweets. I'm not saying like, don't look at it at all, right? Their their pages are public. You can go look at whatever they post, right? But following and seeing that directly to me is something that I don't need a lot of, right? I don't need like constant, constant bad news, right? I um, I am aware of all these things and I will donate or I will, you know, look into things. I will read more information. I'll educate myself, right? But I don't need my timeline to be that way, which is why I choose not to follow Sean King and people like Sean King, right? But as I'm looking into Sean King's like history, and by looking into, I mean, I listened to a podcast called Scam Goddess, which is a podcast that I've heard of, but never one that I had actually listened to um, until like yesterday and today. I split it over two days. And I honestly, I had a great time listening to the scam goddess. It was funny. The host was funny. I'm blanking on the names, but I'll put the scam goddess information in the information of this podcast um, because it was really funny. It was the main host and she had a guest and they were like sort of talking about Sean King's exploits, right? Um, And yeah, I'll link the episode so that you can see and listen for yourself and be amazed, right? Because Sean King has scammed for a while now. He scammed people in the religious space. He scammed people in the social justice space, or at least that's what the people on Scam Goddess are saying, right? And what people have been saying for a long time, like Sean King accumulates the money and then where does it go, right? It seems like it's like when you put cotton candy 
in a bowl of water and it just like disappears and no one knows what happens or why it happens it's just where did where did it go like you you don't know right and what i found was interesting is that sean king sort of has the excuse of i didn't know what i was doing right like in a lot of the scams and i don't want to just straight up pull from the scam goddess material right but what i got from it is that sean king has this habit of saying like oh my mistake i'm actually kind of dumb and that's why i made the mistake right that seems to be his argument with a lot of things right when he messes up like when he does something that's like a mistake or something that can be harmful or seen as problematic his defense is like yo i'm dumb what do you expect from me or i'm too ambitious and i was pulling together too much and what do you expect i'm dumb i i put i put put on too much on my plate and i couldn't eat it all because i'm dumb that's sort of like the the response that you that you get from from sean king when you when he messes up right and i remember this was like a year ago maybe two years ago time doesn't exist anymore um when sean king's wife got on sean king's account and started tweeting exactly like sean king and she basically said i'm assuming it was sean king's wife i still am unsure if it was actually sean king's wife or not you can probably google sean king's wife um twitter rant i'm gonna actually google it right now wife twitter see what comes up Sean King's wife took over his Twitter account. This was in September 2019, so it was a year ago. Um, so when that happened, right, when Sean King's wife took over his Twitter account, they his wife basically said, oh, Sean King is not the best father because he's always working all the time. He's Which is, to me, like, it boils down to I'm dumb, right? She was sort of saying, like, Sean is neglecting his kids and not spending that much time with his kids and maybe he should or maybe he should be helping me out with the kids but he's busy failing and reaching and doing too much stuff that he can't handle so he really isn't handling anything and it's like so you're you're calling him a bad father and dumb right that seems to be the case here right and sean king right what he said in defense of this sort of um what is it called? Chad Chadwick Boseman book selling con- controversy, right? Um, what he said was, I don't make money off the book. I got paid for it in advance or I got, I got paid a lump sum like to write it, but I haven't made any money off the sales, right? Which I think to someone like me who has never written a book, right? seems maybe logical right but then people who maybe have written books and are in the publishing industry said no that's called an advance when you make the money back then you'll start making money so i guess like if your advance is a hundred dollars once your book sells increase over one hundred dollars that one hundred and first dollar is yours basically is what they're saying right and then after that, you continue to to get money after you 
equal your advance in sales, right? And it seems like he deliberately left that out. Or, right, he's actually dumb. I think he sort of plays dumb. If you're considering Sean King a fraud and a liar, like, he's playing dumb. But he could be actually dumb in signing a book contract that people don't typically sign, right? But I feel like now, like, the the move after that is, oh, I didn't realize that I got an advance and I will be getting paid my mistake. I didn't understand the contract. I feel like that's a predictable move that he can do, right? And there was another controversy with Sean King where it was like there was a mistake in a tweet. He tweeted something bad and Sean King lives on Twitter, right? He's someone who tweets a lot, gets a lot of attention, retweets, stuff like that, right? And there was a bad tweet. I don't remember what the bad tweet was, right? But it was a bad tweet. And he said, a junior staffer wrote that tweet and I approved it. Oh shit, I just dropped something. But I approved it without really looking at it. And that was my mistake, right? And then, first of all, it was revealed that Sean King has staffers writing his tweets, for him and that's something that's like okay so you can pass off your idiocy onto other people right it's another way of playing dumb you can say oh i didn't write that a staff member wrote that and i just didn't look at it clearly which means not only is no the staffer not up to par but also i'm not up to par because i'm not reading carefully right but it comes off as sort of an honest mistake like oh look at me i'm sean i'm dumb what did you expect from me i'm dumb right that's sort of what i get from sean king and listening to the scam goddess podcast which was all about sean king and i'm pretty sure like the scam goddess um podcast is like a different scam every week like someone or something that was a giant scam in the world, right? They talk about different scams or different frauds or Ponzi schemes or whatever every week, right? So the episode that I listened to, which was also a recent episode, it came out like a few days ago, um, talking about Sean King, I was like, oh, okay, like this is a pattern. Like there's a, a pattern with Sean King, but also like a haphazardness. Like you don't know when Sean King is gonna do something completely problematic or completely wrong or a misstep right but when it does happen there is some sort of predictable methods of defense in sean king right and i just felt like oh like this is such an odd thing like you position yourself as a social justice you know, intellectual person, you know, you went to college, you've worked with people, you've been in the community, you lead, you're an activist. But at the same time, like, oh, like, another boneheaded mistake by Sean King, like, what did you expect? I make boneheaded mistakes all the time, right? This is something that's not new to me. Um, But yeah, I just felt like Sean King's advertising of his book which I think was done through email. It wasn't done publicly, but it was made public, right? Advertising your book, right, in the wake of of someone's death is not something you should ever do. It's not something you should, you know, try to make money off of, right? Like, I don't make money 
off of this. This is something that I, I do, but it's not something that makes me money. But if it was something that made me money, I wouldn't like want advertisers to be on this in that way, right? I wouldn't want to like sell like toothpaste in the middle of me talking about something serious like that. I wanted to like say what I thought and maybe what I said, what I thought was you know, it was me, right? It was what I thought in the situation and how I'm dealing with it and handling with it and selling something in the middle of that. Like that doesn't make any sense. That's just me trying to be me and trying to understand um, something that's happened in the world. Right. So when it comes when it comes to Sean King, you know, not the best. I do think that which Sean King does, I think, is probably, like, net positive in a lot of ways. Like, I think he does, you know, allow people to be aware of social issues and aware of bad things happening. And maybe they can fix something or donate or do something. But donating directly to Sean King is um, a no-no. Let's just say that way. Um, if you donate directly towards Sean King, um, your money doesn't seem likely to go where you thought it would gonna where it was gonna go. So be mindful of that. Um but speaking of scams, and this is something that's also very serious, but a little bit more more on the lighter side. Um but still very serious. I do want to say that. It's Bella Thorne who if you don't know who Bella Thorne is, I barely know who Bella Thorne is. And Bella Thorne is someone who is a celebrity of sorts. Um, from my knowledge, he, she was on Disney Channel. Um, she is not anymore. She's an adult. She was on Disney Channel as like a 12-year-old, and now she's an adult. And she does adult things. She knows she's into like smoking weed, I think, and like into like wearing bikinis and being like hot i guess um but when bella thorne first came on the radar right a couple years ago um or at least on twitter's radar right they were making fun of bella thorne a lot of people made fun of bella thorne because she looked like she wasn't very clean she didn't look like she showered very much right and i think that was part of her aesthetic i do think that bella thorne showered right but the pictures made it seem, and like what people were circulating made it seem that Bella Thorne didn't shower. Bella Thorne, kind of stinky, right? So then a couple years later, fast forward to 2020, and Bella Thorne makes an OnlyFans, which is not explicitly for sex work, but you will find explicit sex work on OnlyFans if you're unfamiliar. And I don't have a problem with OnlyFans, right? If you make money off OnlyFans, like good for you. I hope you make 10 times more money than you're already making right now, right? That's something that I don't have a problem with. But what people are having a problem with is Bella Thorne is one, a celebrity. And I don't know how much money Bella Thorne has, but I don't think she needs extra money, right? She doesn't need like a side gig. I think she's still like kind of rolling in that Disney money, right? From what I, from what I gather, right? But she makes an OnlyFans and she teases nudity, right? She says like, oh, if you pay a certain amount of money, I think it was $200 on top of the OnlyFans fee, right? So I guess you pay for the OnlyFans. Let's say that's 
$10, right? So you pay $10 for access to the OnlyFans. And then there's another tier of content, which seems to be fully naked content that costs like $200. So you pay the $200 and then you don't get nudity, right? You get ripped off. You get scammed, right? Maybe Scam Goddess should talk about this one, right? So she doesn't give the nude photo for the $200. Instead, it's like a photo of her, but with clothes on, I guess. Um, But again, if you're expecting boobs and you get no boobs, then I understand the, the disappointment. And so many people bought into this Bella Thorne thing, right, that only fans had to restructure their process and I guess they had to restructure how much money can be paid to the the creators at one time because Bella Thorne scammed so many people, right? She got $200 out of them and I guess isn't giving it back or something like that. I do want to take a look at the at if there's been like an apology or anything like that. Bella Thorne only fans I'm going to see apology. See if she's got an apology. And there is an apology from Rolling Stone. Let's see what we got here. Bella Thorne apologizes to sex workers after OnlyFans uproar. Uproar. And there's a quote here at the top. I wanted to bring attention to this site. You didn't need to do that, Bella. It was already very popular. The more people on the site, the more likely a chance to normalize the signals. And in trying to do this, I hurt you. So already, I think this is shit right and the reason why is because if you know what OnlyFans is right you know the site right if you want to go on there you can go on there right if you want to pay someone on their OnlyFans and see them do whatever it is you're doing and again OnlyFans is not a sex work website it's a website that has sex work on it but you can do whatever you want on OnlyFans, right? The issue is not doing things on OnlyFans. The issue is scamming, right? But she says, I want to bring attention to the site. The site was already popular. Fucking Beyonce said she might make an OnlyFans, right? Everyone who wants to know what OnlyFans is knows what OnlyFans is, right? And honestly, I don't really care to read any more of this just because I don't really think that it means anything right I I already think that this is crap but I'm gonna read the tweet that she tweeted August 29 so it's currently August 31 so I missed this so it says remove the stigma behind sex sex work and the negativity that surrounds the word sex itself by bringing a mainstream face to it that's what I was trying to do to help bring more faces to the site and create more revenue for content creators on the site and then that's shit because you scam people and you said you were going to do some sex work type things and didn't follow through you said $200 for this nude photo which I get you're a celebrity you can't just be giving your nude photos out for free I get that right but $200 for this nude photo and then you do not give the nude photo right people are going to be upset and you're already giving this sex work a bad name, right? Imagine Bella Thorne is your first experience in the OnlyFans, and you do it, you get scammed, and now you have a negative view of sex workers in general, right? That's not 
good, right? Let's see if there's anything else here. Let's see. She continues. I am a mainstream face, and when you have a voice, a platform, you try to use it you in helping others to advocate for something bigger than yourself. Again, in this process, I hurt you, and for that, I'm truly sorry. And again, I'm not really buying it. Because if you wanted to promote an OnlyFans, you could, one, pay for someone's OnlyFans, right? You can, you know, support OnlyFans directly with your money. And two, if you like some people on OnlyFans or have, like, maybe friends on OnlyFans, your Bella Thorne is not going to hurt you to say, hey, check out this OnlyFans, right? If that's the sort of brand that you're building, that sort of sex work positive brand, then why don't you retweet a couple OnlyFans links? Why don't you subscribe to a couple OnlyFans if you have the money, right? That's the way to support, not joining the site, taking money for yourself and scamming people that doesn't make any sense bella thorne um and i really don't care to read any more of this apology i don't think that there is anymore i'm on the rolling stone website and there are two tweets um so i think that that's about it but that's something that i again i don't i don't fuck with right and now the only fans had to restructure their um payment service because like this is a scam that I don't think that they were prepared for, right? And I don't blame OnlyFans necessarily for saying, oh shit, people are getting scammed. Let's fix this so that people don't get scammed as bad in the future, right? I think, oh, to cover their ass, they they needed to do something, right? And that was what they chose to do, right? I understand that part of it, right? But Bella Thorne is the catalyst that started it because I don't think an average person on OnlyFans is charging $200 for anything, right? Um, you might, it might be like $20 to get into the OnlyFans, but I don't think most people are charging $200 because who's going to pay if you're not a celebrity, right? That's not something that, that typically works out right? And OnlyFans is strange. Like, I made an OnlyFans as a joke, and it's free. You can look at it. I put the link in my fucking description, right? You can, like, it's it, it's something to do, right? But I think that, like, OnlyFans, like, the sort of scam potential, I think, is also part of the excitement, because you can't see the content unless you pay for the OnlyFans, right? So if it's, say, $20, and it's not what you want, right, then you're out of $20. But if it is what you want, then yes, you hit the jackpot, cha-ching, right? Um, so I think that sort of curiosity, that potential for disappointment is also what makes the reward so much higher when you do do that, right? But OnlyFans is, is weird because, like, I know people who have OnlyFans now, right? It's like, oh, like, not too long ago, I was in Algebra 2 with you, and now you have an OnlyFans, and it's like, okay, cool, like, I'm glad that you're, that you're trying to make some extra money, I'm glad that you feel comfortable, I'm glad that people are supporting you, like, do you, that's cool, right, but it's just weird to think that, oh, like, I know someone who, like, I guess does porn, right, I never thought I would I would be in that situation, but here we are, right? Where your old classmates is on OnlyFans and 
killing it, right? If you're going to make money and you're going to kill it, then go ahead, go ahead and kill it, right? I, I support you that way. Go, go ahead, right? It's just like, oh, like, that's something that you know now, right? Oh, like, I know that person, right? I've met that person in real life, and they are destroying it on OnlyFans. Like, that's, it's incredible, and also, like, something I just didn't think. I mean, OnlyFans didn't exist when we were in high school, right? There was no, oh, as soon as I graduate, I'm gonna make an OnlyFans. That didn't exist, right? But, now that it does exist and people are taking advantage of it and it's a legitimate way to make money, it's like, hmm, do I want to try? Do I want to make an OnlyFans? My OnlyFans is free and it's just pictures of my face, right? If you want to subscribe for free to see pictures of my face fully clothed, then go ahead. Um, but like, oh, like this is sort of strategic. There's advertising involved. There's a business here, right? There's more to it than just you know making it and making money you have to put in the work right and that's something that i find you know it's interesting it's weird and it's something that i don't talk about in real life to people because yes i know that you have it but like do we do we talk about it like can we just talk about like life and stuff but i guess that is part of your life like it's it's a dance you have to do right but Hey, if you're going to make money off OnlyFans, go ahead and do it. But if you're going to be a rich person named Bella Thorne and scamming people, then um, maybe rethink your ways. And I also, if you're Bella Thorne and you're listening to this, I really don't believe you. Um, but anyway, I sort of wanted to end this on, on what I'm having fun doing, right? Because I feel like now, like, there's a lot of sad stuff. There's a lot of humdrum a lot of boring a lot of tragedy what am i having fun doing and i mentioned this on my last podcast but i'm doing this love island podcast it's like a weekly thing like i do it on saturdays sometimes more than saturdays right i might make two a week maybe one a week maybe three a week who knows right but every time i do it i feel like i'm having fun right? Like, it's a fun experience. And this podcast that I'm doing right now, it is fun, but I also talk sometimes about more serious stuff, which is, of course, more serious, right? So, like, I feel like I'm having fun. I'm genuinely enjoying the Love Island podcast, and I'm genuinely enjoying watching Love Island. And I've, I had this excitement going into watching Love Island, because I figured, like, oh, every episode of Love Island is different, and it's live, and it's exciting, and I can change up what I think or how I feel about these certain people that I've never met every time, right? But now that I'm actually doing it, I'm like, yes, this is fun. This is something that I'm enjoying doing, right? And that's something I'm having fun doing. And I have been making YouTube videos, but I haven't had an idea for a YouTube video in a long time and that's frustrating right but doing something that actually brings me entertainment and enjoyment and something that I feel like is going really well that's something that I'm enjoying and I hope you're enjoying certain pockets of life too it's a weird time we all know that but there's still things that we want to want to enjoy want to cherish for ourselves and I think I'm going to end it there um thanks for listening watching paying attention please be safe um rest in peace forever chadwick boseman chadwick boseman forever um yeah 
Have a good one. I will see you next week. Bye.